Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Wednesday, June 9th, day 221. Coming right up, it's the book of Matthew, chapter 24. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. The Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing, marketing, advertising, helping with the website. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Give it up for God at companionchapel.com. Visa MasterCard PayPal or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. Come by for a Bible study to the Companion Chapel community located at number 338, side row 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. The postal code here is N0G2N0. Come on by for a Bible study. Come on by with your construction skills or your construction materials. We need your help out here to build the Companion Chapel community, a great broadcasting center to spread the seeds of truth throughout the world. That's our calling. That's your calling. Come on out. Be somebody. Get involved. Here we are Matthew chapter 24. This chapter is monumental, man. This chapter, Jesus Christ tells us all things, and let's just get right down into it. It's chapter 24 and verse 1. And Jesus Christ went out and departed from the temple. What was he doing in there? Well, he was teaching the Bible. Was he just hanging out? He was teaching. He was saving people. He was healing spiritually and physically healing people. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See you not all these things? See these giant buildings and these big walls and all this stone masonry? And it was something. Truly I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And what's that mean? A lot of people, I can't believe how many pastors, teachers, Bible teachers claim all this happened in A.D. 70 when this general Titus came through and just... Uh, you know, took Jerusalem, uh, wrecked the city, and took Jerusalem back into captivity. Now listen, all God's prophecies occur and develop in historical, preliminary, and partial happenings for us. For examples to us before they become fulfilled and permanent. And when our Lord Jesus Christ says, not one stone upon another, that's rubble, man. That's gravel. That's sand. And... You can go there to Jerusalem, exactly where our Lord Jesus Christ walked past these temples. And the walls are still there. There's some walls still there. The west wall's still there. That's not one. There's one stone on top of another. That didn't come. That prophecy has not come to pass in its fulfillment yet. Okay? And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. To say olives in the Greek is Eliah. God is Yahweh, the secret name. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us. Now, they have three things here, three questions. When shall these things be? What shall be the signs of thy coming? And when is the end of this age, this world age, this flesh age? And we're going to get these answers here. Now, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, Revelation chapter 6, the seals, the trumpets chapter, chapter 8, chapter 16 of Revelation, the vials chapter, 
This is all exactly the same. Our Lord Jesus Christ tells us all things. Your Heavenly Father doesn't want you sitting there wondering, what's going on with the world? What's going to happen? How are we going to ever recover from this? Look what humanity's done to each other. The human family killing each other with no mercy and killing this planet, this gorgeous jewel of the universe. Like, what's happening here? When is, when is our Lord Jesus Christ going to return? When is the end of this flesh age? When do the affairs of time wrap up on this flesh age? Well, he tells us all things in the simplicity that only our, our Lord Jesus Christ could tell us. So just watch this. As he goes through the things, you'll notice, and we just did the book of Revelation, that all these things are the same order as the seals, vials, and trumps, which all run concurrent. And I can tell you one thing right now. They're happening right now. Watch this. Verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. There is the greatest warning in the Bible. Don't be tricked by people. That's the first seal and the first trump and the first vial. It's the great deception, the great falling away from truth. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, read this other manuscripts. doesn't mean the guy down at the liquor store, like saying, I'm Jesus, so I'm Jesus. No, not some, not some sideshow. We're talking the sideshows that people claim that they are consecrated into the office of religious surface, service. Many come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, claiming, hey, I, I'm the guy, I know Jesus Christ, listen to me. I got a backwards collar on. Well, look at my dress I'm wearing in front of the pulpit here. Or just people on the keyboard thinking they know because they've romanticized what they think the Word of God is. They've romanticized who they think Jesus Christ should be according to their human experience, according to their human reasonings. Many will deceive many. You could put the word most in there. Great deception, great falling away from truth, the great apostasy as it's written. That's happening now. First seal's happening now. Who is deceiving right now? Well, read about that white horse. We just taught the book of Revelation, so I'm not going to go reteach it. But Revelation chapter 6, the first seal, there's your first seal. Your first trump, your first file. Remember, the seals are the source of the great tribulation. Okay? The trumpets are the actions and the... Um, Let's see, the seals detail the source of the Great Tribulation that's going on right now. First seal's wide open, don't you think otherwise? The trumps detail the actions of the Great Tribulation, which is happening right now. And the vials reveal the source, or vials reveal the results, I should say. Okay, so we just did the book of Revelation, so you can find that podcast quite easily. And let's just go through here. We're in Matthew chapter 24. Many come in the name of Jesus Christ. Many think they know the Bible and they know who Jesus Christ is. And they just want to overstep their spot in the many-membered body and just start running their mouth, running the keyboard, and just think, yeah, I have my religion, you have yours. No, you're wrong. The Bible says many things. Well, let me tell you something. The Bible is written in a fixed language, which I can tell you is not English. It is written in a fixed language, a Hebrew language. There is no contradictions in the Bible. The Bible is full of threads, which are God's trademark stamp of validity that run through the Bible, that tie it all together. And always remember, those threads that run through the Bible are the structural fabric of the key of David itself to unlock the scriptures. You ask questions about the Bible, 
to somebody that has studied the Bible. You don't question the Bible just because you did a quick read-through and go, oh, that doesn't make any sense there, Michael. Like, oh, it just contradicts itself. Oh, you contradict yourself. Verse 6, and you're contradictory towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Take the time to get to know somebody who performed the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension to set up a place of peace beyond our present comprehension for you. None of us deserve it. We're all unworthy. But he did it for us out of love beyond our present comprehension. Let's go to verse 6. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See thou not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Wars and rumors of wars. Are you kidding me? What do you see on TV? There's like 150 wars going on. Conflicts, troubles, turmoils, from the kitchen table to the world stage. Nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And the and shall be famines and pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. Well, when's this happen? Well, I don't know. Why don't you just read the news? It's happening right now. Earthquakes, shaking. This In the Bible, when you see the word earthquake, it doesn't necessarily mean titanic plates, you know, moving. Earthquakes, the, the, the word earthquakes through the Bible, the thread that runs through the Bible that ties this verse. Earthquakes means earth-shaking events. Famines. Let's talk about famines. Oh, there's not famine. There's famines. The most prosperous nation on earth, the USA, one in seven Americans requires food stamps to eat. Now, if they're the most prosperous nation, what's it like everywhere else? Oh, there's pockets of prosperity, but God expects you to pay homage to Him. And also, eight or Amos eight eleven, spiritually speaking, there is a famine for hearing God's word taught truthfully. Why? Because people are being deceived. They're listening to speculators, analysts, theorists, experts in their field. They're listening to the global media, just destitute of truth. They're listening to pastors and preachers and people from the pulpit that look holy. Remember chapter 23, we identified these people that look holy and put on a big show. They look religious. The religious big show tricks so many people, millions, and it's the saddest thing. If you're not being taught the Bible, what are you being taught? That's the famine. Also the famine on earth. Just like people are trying to, a lot of people out there don't know where the next meal's coming from. And I'm talking like two out of six, two out of, or two billion out of six billion people don't know where their next meal is coming from. Like pestilence is just another word for pandemic. Fearful sights from heaven, ultimately, when Satan appears in his purest form claiming to be Christ, where he, where he sits, where he ought not. We're going to cover that later in this chapter. But fearful sights prophesize then. Like, what they look up when they... What, what do you think Jesus Christ and his disciples and John the Baptist, anybody looking up in the sky saw back then? Nothing. Clouds, sun, moon, you know. But now... What did the fearful sights prophesize then and seen now? Military weapons flying around in the sky for one purpose, to kill human beings that don't think like they think. During the eight-year Obama administration, Obama administration, the United States dropped a bomb to kill human beings every nine minutes for eight solid years. Do not be deceived. The Obama was a recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. Are you kidding me? 
What other things from the sky? Warplanes, bombs, germ warfare. COVID is a man-made virus released into the heavens and carpet bombed on us. Carpet bombed God's human family. What else is in the sky? Pollution, ozone depletion, jet contrails, satellites flying around, spying on us. Jet contrails containing vile chemicals. What else is in the air? Well, what do you see? We don't see the internet. We don't see microwaves. We don't see uh, radio waves. But they're just coming at us. They're ambushing us. Okay, these things must come to pass. These are the beginnings of sorrows. We're heavily into the sorrows. The first seal, deception, in Revelation 6, same with Trump file. The second one, wars, rumors of wars. The third one, famines. The fourth seal, pestilence. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Here we are. This is it. It doesn't get any clearer than this. The signs are there all around you. Like people think there's going to be some like some CGI super super show in the sky like Hollywood tries to depict with these artists and oh yeah, there's going to be some weird angel floating in the air with a giant brass trumpet and and uh monsters with three heads. You know what? Our Lord Jesus Christ uses symbology because it's the easiest way to people paint a picture in their in their mind when they tie it to the threads that run through the Bible, God's trademark stamp of validity. We're in the beginnings of sorrows. There's never been more human suffering, human indignities on planet Earth than right now. And Mother Nature's rights have never been violated to this extreme than right now. We're talking almost 400 million refugees we're talking United States has military ground troops in over 150 countries. What are you guys doing? That's not peace. That's Satan's peace. Satan tries to pound peace into people through oppression, through censorship, through military might, through changing governmental systems that they don't like. What are you guys doing over there? Big thugging around bullies. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, cyber attacks now, everything. There you have the first four seals, trumps, and vials right there. And we've lived it. We're living it right now. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations. Why? For my name's sake. Are you ready for to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ? What's this mean? What's happening? I can tell you one thing. You watch a video from 2005, one of the richest people on the planet, standing with the American military in a giant office, auditorium, auditorium, whatever you call it, putting on a PowerPoint display, talking about how releasing a respiratory virus on people who have radical thinking, then we get the, uh, the vaccine and we can change their thought pattern. That video is not on mainstream media. It's around. I'm going to put it on the website. And you're going to see why people are going to all of a sudden right now as we go into the fifth file, fifth seal, sixth trump, start hating Christianity. They're going to start hating religion. And now, the way Satan has it set up through the Catholic Church, people hate religion now because they think that Catholics are... Re uh, a Catholic institution is a religious institution. Oh, it's religious. But it's not God's religion. It's something they've made up. We covered that in chapter 23. 
the biggest alleged Christian institution on earth here in Canada. I can barely talk about this without getting choked up. What they've done to our indigenous people, that's our native Indian people. We are all in God's family. We are all the human family. Here comes in this church wearing crosses, hiding behind the most powerful symbol on earth. They took our indigenous little children right out of their families, put them in these residential schools, raped, tortured, killed them just now here in 2021. They're finding all these bodies of little children that the Catholic Church murdered and raped. They're finding them all through sound ground, sonar, radar, all these little skeletons. And the Pope refuses to apologize. Wolves in sheep's clothing. People are going to start to hate the church. That's why that church, the Catholic Church, is starting to talk about Chrislam. They're looking for anybody to join them now. They're flying flags that are contrary to God's word. They never teach the Bible anyway. You can go to a Catholic church. I pray for every Catholic, every human being, every one of my brothers and sisters, me being part of the human family, and so are you. Come on, do not be deceived. If you support a church like that, you're supporting pedophile pastors. You're supporting a big money show. The Catholic church is the richest resort on planet Earth. And if you're a Catholic, go over there and cash in your timeshare. Hey, I want to stay here. I've been paying into this forever. Like, what do I get back? Because I'm not getting any spiritual deliverance here. What are you perpetuating? Wolves in sheep's clothing. They will kill you. What's this mean? Verse 9. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Be not... Okay, Romans chapter 12. Be not conformed to this world. You are to conform to the will of God. To conform to this world will land your spiritually corrupt soul into the prisons of the ways and things of the world, the money God prison. People motivated by money. Churches motivated by money. Individuals, corporations. All corporations care about is feeding into the great treasure of the world, Satan himself. They only care about money. It's about maximization of profit. Everything has a planned obsolescence. They're just using you. Prison money. People motivated by money. The prison of self-pride and egotism. The prison of entitlement, self-absorbed with no concern. Or some people maybe have a detached concern for humanity. When the fact is we are all children of the human family. The prison, the prisons of the sorcerers of Big Pharma. Last page of your Bible, the sorcerers God hates. Think sorcerers are going to be allowed? Think big farm is going to be allowed in heaven? Do you think Jesus Christ would accommodate that? Absolutely not. The morally corrupt, socially corrupt, ethically and spiritually corrupt prison of propaganda and social engineering, the global media incarcerates the majority of people in this. The prisons of blame, regret, anxiety, uncertainty. When they deliver you up, they are the people who will insist upon you to conform to these ways and things of the world. You'll land your butt in these prisons. They're Satan's prisons. They're evil. They try to kill your convictions in Christ is what they're trying to do. So just conform, Michael. Just conform. What are you reading the Bible for? 
Well, you just confront. They're trying to beat the truth right out of you. Are you ready? Hold your convictions. You can only be ready if you have the gospel armor on. These mockers and scoffers always remember the power of a mocker and a scoffer. Always lies within accusation, never fact. They can never have a linear progression towards the truth. They'll just say anything, type anything, announce anything, write anything. They don't care. See where the chips fall. They're just trying to pat their own eagle. And Satan's demons, devils, evil spirits, all his powers and principalities are there playing a snare drum on you if you allow it. Allow it. Just drumming it up inside you. And they shall, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Yeah, even your own family. Your mothers, your brothers, your sisters will come up against you. Look at this guy. I think he's sitting out there and grinding poverty. Look at Michael. Doesn't even have electricity or running water. Just sitting out there in that abandoned house teaching the Bible. Like, what a loser. Yeah, in the ways and things of the world, I am a loser. Because I'm not going to conform. I could easily go out there and make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year like I used to. In construction. As a construction contractor. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. I love my human family. And I dedicate my life to teaching my human family, my brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ's name, to get the love of Christ in your heart so we are, do not end up on the hell side. Nobody, I don't want anybody to go on the hell side. Just let the things go. They shall be offended. People are offended. They stumble. This is quoted from Isaiah chapter 8. They stumble when they hear the truth. They get puckered up and they explode on you. They pucker up like a a new patch and an old pair of jeans and they explode on you like putting new wine in an old wine skin. You've seen it when you try and plant a seed of truth in somebody and they're not ready for it. Whoa. Or you know what the Bible says? That's not what the Bible says, Michael. You just interpret it the way you think you should interpret. No. I interpret it chapter by chapter, verse by verse from a fixed language that has only eight verbs. The original manuscripts. and Everybody has access to them. If me, a white trash kid from Cambridge, Ontario, can sit there and study the Bible and, and, and acquire the key of David, it's, it's not hard. It's hard if you want to conform to the ways of the world at the same time. It's impossible. You have to let it go. And people will be offended by you. They'll try and betray you. They will even hate you. People hate me for teaching the Bible. And many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. Not a few. False prophets are teachers and, and deceivers, we see thousands of them today. The vast majority standing there claiming to, be, claiming to be apostles of Christ, ministers of righteousness. Oh, we know the Bible. Look at, look at my shiny front teeth and my, look at my three-piece suit here. I, have my, I put my collar on backwards. That's, that, don't listen to this, this guy sitting out there in that abandoned house trying to do a podcast every day. Listen to him. Listen to me. You see the car I drive? Look at me. Okay, be careful. False prophets. People, that doesn't mean there's anything new to be said. When you say prophet in the Bible, now, after the Bible was shut in Revelation chapter 22, verse 21, prophets just means prophesying the word. And don't forget, prophesying the word means to have the testimony of Jesus Christ and to worship God. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is the intellect of the sacred testimony. 
Do they, false prophets, have the intellect of the sacred testimony in them? No, because they're false prophets, many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Yeah, because they love the ways and things of the world too much. And that's all there is to it. They're not going to love you anymore. They love the ways and things of the world. They love their investment portfolio. They love their material things. They love their opinions. They love themselves. You're so lovely. 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the shame shall be saved. Dude, here you have it. Subject is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, the second advent. Biblically literate people, hold on, have patience, stick together. Come on out here to the Companion Chapel community, form a community here. All of us, we will all equal. No guile, no malice, no corruption will be allowed to live here. We'll repent every day. There'll be a place of peace. Come on out. But he's saying here, he's saying here, endure unto the end. Hey, does it say endure until there's a rapture? Could someone please show me the word rapture in the Bible? Because it's not in there. It's made up. Another tradition of men. We stick it out to the end because we fight for God. We are soldiers. We submit with unquestioning obedience to our Father. We are single-minded. We respond to the orders of our commanding officer, the Lord Jesus Christ, with an unquestioning obedience. We're there to the end. It doesn't mean you have to have big muscles in the black belt and whatever, jiu-jitsu. No, you're spiritually strong. Strong. The meek shall inherit the earth. That means meek in the Hebrew doesn't mean you're a pushover. It means you afflict yourself with self-discipline. You learn how to say no to yourself in the face of all the vain curiosities of planet earth and the vain curiosities people bring up in front of you. You're going to be hated. Hey, why don't you come and join us? Let's go get drunk. Let's do some dope. Let's go, let's, let's, let's go get some hookers. Let's go, let's go into this investment uh, portfolio together where we're going to make massive gain off other people's labor exploitation in the third world. Who cares? Look at all the money we're going to get. Be careful what you do, think, and say. Endure to the end and you'll be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. That is the whole point of God selecting one family through, through Adam, King David, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses. I'm getting the chronological wrong here. But get down to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel scattered. By this time, the 10 tribes are already scattered. To plant the seeds of truth. That's the family that was scattered around the world to plant the seeds of truth. The ten tribes were known as Ephraim and Manasseh. That means double blessed and forgetful. Where do you see those tribes today? Put your finger on the globe where Israel is now. Now trace your finger across the vouchsafe nations, the double blessed nations of planet earth. And there are the nations that you'll find a Bible pretty much in every house, a church in every town with a cross on it. That's where those seeds of truth are supposed to be planted. That's our job. Now, you didn't double bless us so we could fill our garage with you know, two cars, motorcycles, and, and a five-bedroom house and the biggest yard and a pool. 
He blessed us to teach the seeds, plant the seeds of truth throughout the world. Preach unto all the nations. At this time, there was two nations being held back out, out of the twelve. There are two tribes, Judah, supposedly some Levites, and little Benjamin hung back too. And they shall, and then shall the end come. The elect teach truth. Trials will be televised. The Holy Spirit speaks through you. Family will turn against you. The elect teach the truth. When you therefore see the abomination of desolation, now we're coming up on the sixth vile seal in Trump, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. What's he doing there? Claiming to be Christ. He's, this is Satan manifesting in his purest form, sitting there trying to fulfill his prophecy, which he thinks, coming right out of uh, Isaiah chapter 14, I will sit as the God most high. I will sit in the mount of the congregation. Yeah, God allows it. Then let them in Judea flee into the mountains. Why not? Why do you want to be there for that? Just get out of Dodge, man. There's only a couple days left. Once he sits there, it gives us the location. Judea, Mount Zion, sitting where he ought not. The abomination of desolation. This should read the abomination of the desolator. Because that's who Daniel was speaking of. And let him that is on the housetop not come down anything out of his house. Like, don't bother sitting in there calling up the U-Haul truck and going, yeah, let's take that. I'm going to need that couch, all those TVs, microwave, fridge. No, just get out of there, man. The end's coming. It's over. This is the end of the first tribulation. It's the first tribulation is the tribulation of Satan that we're going through right now. We're coming up on the fifth trump. Watch the oppression come against. Fifth trump and seal, the oppression. And the, the oppression come against Christian people and people that refuse to get that vaccine because they know it changes your train of thought. That's the mark of the beast. Your actions, your thoughts, and your intents. Neither let him that is in the field turn back, take his clothes. Leave your coat there, man. Just get going. Forget about it. It wasn't even that nice anyway. 19. And woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. This means Jesus Christ will only accept a spiritual, a spiritual virgin bride. If you're nursing along false doctrine, this is what this means. And you're giving suck to it, you're conceiving it, and you're making it grow, woe well unto you. Because the next verse, pray unto you that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. This is your escape. That's what this means. Your escape from this tribulation into the arms of our Father. This gives the time stamp. Don't think, know the seasons. Don't think that you are going to escape from this out of season. If you think, if you think, oh, here's my escape now, and you run right into the arms of the Antichrist, which will seem supernaturally like Christ. It'll be incredibly difficult to be a Christian at that time period. That's why God sends his 144,000. That's why he sends his two witnesses. That's why he gives us all these signs. Or we would all be deceived. Pray that your escape is not out of season in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. As Jesus Christ lets us know. 
You'll only accept a chaste virgin. Don't be conceiving and nursing along false doctrine. No guile, no malice, no corruption was found in our Lord Jesus Christ. He did not sin. He was blameless. He will not compromise with false doctrine, false trains of thoughts. He will not compromise with all the greeds, gluttonies, and possessivenesses. People living by entitlement. Are you conceiving those things inside you? Jealousies? Venge? Spite? Do you have disdain towards others? Do you feel entitled over others? If you're conceiving those things and you're giving suck to them, you're making them grow. Dividing up our human family. Well, our Lord Jesus Christ is going to divide the human family. Are you conceiving intolerance inside you? Partiality? Favoritism? Bias? This is what's being talked about here. It's not talking about a mother and her little baby. It's what are you conceiving and nursing along? Discrimination? Pardon? I can't say that word. Racism? Do you think you're part of the gentry? Part of the privileged? Is that what you're conceiving? Better be careful. That's what we're talking about. Don't give, don't give suck to those things. Don't allow those things to dwell within you. Don't conceive them. And don't nurse them along. And pray that your flight not be out of season. It's not, harvest time is not in the winter. Okay? 21. For then shall be great tribulation such as not since the beginning of the world to this time nor shall ever be. Here comes our Lord Jesus Christ finally. Seventh file, seventh seal, seventh trump. There's two tribulations. They pinnacle in the sixth file, sixth seal, sixth trump, and then our Lord Jesus Christ comes in the seventh. And except those days be shortened of the great tribulation of Satan. Okay, 21. We're just going to, this is for simplicity. Let's just say, okay, that's the the pinnacle of Satan's tribulation. So I take that back. That's the pinnacle of Satan's tribulation. Against the truth. Don't forget the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And at his pinnacle, Satan will be standing there on a podium with the two witnesses dead. And he'll be claiming peace, peace, peace. He comes in peacefully and prosperously as it's written in the book of Daniel and he'll come in sitting where he ought not. The desolator of desolation. Apollyon claiming peace. Peace through oppression. Peace through censorship. Peace through military might. Peace through jailing people. Peace through tyrants. Well, you could say Russia's peaceful right now. They're not, they don't go around bullying their way around. Look at that place. They have a peace through absolute oppression. 22, and except those days be shortened, shall no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, a lot of teachers will tell you in Revelation chapter 9, this is shortened to a five-month period. Now, let's just leave it at this. The 77s of Daniels say we have a full week which we are in right now. We're approaching up on the three and a half year part. It's shortened. At least it's not lengthened. Revelation chapter 9 suggests it's shortened to a five month period. It's just letting you know, May to September is its, is its pinnacle time. Okay, just leave that at that for the deeper student. 23. Then if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe him not, for there shall arise false Christ. Again, warning about deception. People coming in his name, claiming all kinds of stuff. 
Okay, and, and false preachers and prophets and show great signs and wonders insomuch if it were possible should, they should deceive the very elect. Remember in Revelation chapter 13. Looks like the lamb slain. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, if he is in the secret chambers, be not, b believe it not. Let me tell you something. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's all there is to it. Spiritual bodies only. We dump these spiritual bodies like an old bag of wet cement. Who cares? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If someone says Jesus Christ is out there or over there, or we're going to watch him on TV, no, you're not. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. When Jesus Christ comes, it's curtains for this age. We're in our spiritual bodies, and it could. Let's get on with real life. As far as the affairs of time are concerned, we'll look at this time like barely a blip of time when you consider infinity back and infinity forward. Okay, let's get through this. Verse 27. For as lightning cometh, that means signs, flashing signs right in your eyes, out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. Our Lord Jesus Christ coming from the east, from the sun up. For wheresoever the carcass is, will the eagles be gathered together. That's vultures. Rotting flesh. That's natural. That's He uses up his own cleanup crew. Six files, six, or seven files, seven seals, seventh trump. As it's written in the book of Zechariah also, we, we just drop these flesh bodies. And God uses his own cleanup crew naturally. Okay, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Subject is the return of Christ. Okay, he outshines the sun. Isaiah chapter 13 talks about this. We just did the uh, book of Isaiah. I'm trying to get through this chapter. So if uh, you want to know about that first, go to Isaiah chapter 13 on the podcast. But the subject is the return of Christ still. And they shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven after most were deceived by rapture theories, flyaway doctrines, just being deceived. And then shall the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory. Why is he coming in the clouds? Clouds of people. When you read the Bible and you see the word clouds going through there, you understand it means like clouds of locusts. Clouds of witnesses, clouds of people. It's a figure of speech that runs through the Bible like a thread. Always translate within the Bible. The Bible is its own glossary for understanding. It's written in the common pen. If you read another book, any novel, and you come across something that doesn't make sense, where do you go? To a different novel? Where do you go to find out if you're reading like just some, some book? A good book will translate itself and let you know. The Bible is the greatest book. It is your glossary once you've read the Bible and you're given the key of David. It's, the key of David runs through the Bible. It is the threads that run through the Bible that unlock the Bible for you for understanding. The, key. the threads that run through the Bible are the structural fabric of the key of David itself. Verse 31, on the seventh trump, here we go. Finally, please bring it on, Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus Christ. Come quickly, and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect. Those are that set themselves aside and waited from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. I'm going to read Matthew 13, verse uh, 38 and 39, because this will help you make sense of that. 
field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest in the end, what we're talking about right here in Matthew 24, the harvest of the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. The harvest is the end of the world. He's harvesting his elect. It's just an agriculture term. He's bringing this all together. The reapers are the angels. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you shall know the summer is nigh. Learn it. Learn the parable of the fig tree. I'm going to give you a few verses to help you with it. This is going to have to be a, a topical study someday. But we went over it a little bit when we talked about Christ walking up to that fig tree a couple podcasts ago. And we said like, okay, Jeremiah chapter 24. There is good figs and there is bad figs. The Smyrna figs are the good figs. The Caprice figs are the bad figs. The church of Smyrna passes when only the two of seven churches that passes that Jesus Christ doesn't have anything against in Revelation chapter 2, 9, Revelation chapter 3, 9. The church of Smyrna, the good figs, the church of Philadelphia of brotherly love, and then the bad figs. And as it's written in Jeremiah chapter 20, 24, when these two figs come together and put his forth leaves, you know that summer is high. That means summer is nigh. That means it is almost harvest time. When did this happen? May 1948, when Israel became a nation again, the good figs and the bad figs, start your count there and you'll have to figure it out that we are the generation of the fig tree and this generation shall not pass to all these things be fulfilled as it's written. So likewise, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near. Know that he is near. Satan is near. Our Lord Jesus Christ is coming even at the doors. Truly I say unto you, this generation, what? The generation of the fig tree shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. There's many examples of lengths of generations in the Bible. And when you do your math and you use the benchmarks 14,000 years ago, let there be light. Thank you, Mr. Scientist, for proving that there was an ice age that just receded 14,000 years ago. Count from there. Count to May 1948. It's the greatest thing. All uncertainties, anxieties stop where biblical literacy starts. We know what's going on. It's bittersweet. Hate seeing anybody lost out there, lost and hurting. But the Bible tells us all things. The Bible is God's word unassailable. It answers every logical and moral objection, every question conceivable to mankind. Always remember, science is just man's reasonings about God's creation. And theology is just man's reasonings about God's Word. Get God's Word into you. Be somebody. Help me out here. Help let, bring Be part of this companion chapel. Let's teach this Bible together. Let's do some video podcasts together. Come on out here and help with the companion chapel. It's just me out here living in this abandoned house. Come on out, 77 acres of land out here in Paisley, Ontario, Canada. I give the address at the end in the start of the podcast. This is the greatest thing. It tells us all things, what's going on right now. You'll never feel the pinch of anxiety or uncertainty again. You'll feel compassion and the love of Christ in your heart when you get the truth in you. 
for the human family. You'll never look at another human being again the way the global media has taught us to look at human beings. Who's who's beautiful and who's not beautiful? What's beautiful and what's not beautiful? What has value and what doesn't have value? We look at human beings and God's planet and his people. We are one human family. You'll never look at somebody for personal gratification again. You'll never look at somebody because of their gender or their wallet or the color of their skin. We are all in the human family. God sends his Lord, sends us his son back, his only begotten son who so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He sends him back to claim his planet and his people. Make sure you're pleasing to God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. God's word is, was, and always will be. God's word is the only consistent thing we have. Mankind is bound by the perimeters of being human. That means an inconsistent thought pattern. That means unprincipled beliefs, self-pride. That's what free will allows people. That's where they apply their free will to themselves. Apply your free will to God. God's word is consistent, unchanging. God's word is the unchanging principled reason resolve of a higher power written in the councils of eternity. It covers from infinity back to present to infinity future. My words shall not pass away, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Oh, it gives us tons of clues. Like we can see it all out there. It's like lightnings and brimstone. It's flashing right before your eyes. It's right there. But people refuse to see it. They're blinded by their own egotism. But as the days of Noah were so, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as they were the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage unto the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now, there's a deeper lesson here. Genesis chapter 6, we're talking about the fallen angels, Nephilim and Raphium, which science has proved existed. Science has proven there was a flood. There's eight separate accounts outside the Bible of a great flood. The flood of the world, that's that was a distinct region, not the flood. It didn't flood planet Earth. That's beyond all reasonables. That's ridiculous. There's not enough water. Like science can't explain anything like that. But science can explain, and God's word explains, it was a localized flood to get rid of this, the world of the Nephilim and Raphium, of the debauchery, the attack of the posterity, of the posterity of the seed line set aside to plant God's seeds of truth worldwide. It's happening again. This will happen again. Just morally deprived thought patterns become the new normal. Barnyard, mor barnyard morals are passed off by the global media as the new normal. Morally corrupt behavior. That's normal. It's good. It's okay. We celebrate it now. Prayed it around. Socially corrupt behavior. Spiritually corrupt behavior. Ethically corrupt behavior. Dog eat dog, win the rat race. Hey man, even if you win the rat race, you'll still a rat, bro. Okay? Get God's word into you. Be somebody. It's the only inner peace you have a chance at. The debauchery that was going on in the days of Noah. And they knew not until the flood came and took them away. They didn't know that their, that their little world was coming to an end. And they didn't know that they were the last eight Adamic souls 
that were the posterity of the seed line set aside to plant God's seed of truth. That was a great attack from Satan. Nice try, Satan. God's going to mop you up with a bucket. And that's why it says when you're thrown into the pit, you get thrown down to the sides of the pit, to the bottom. He's going to mop you up in a bucket and dump you in there for what you've done to us. And they knew not until the flood came. They didn't know the flood was coming. And also, we don't know exactly when the Son of Man is coming. But all the clues are there. We're in the fifth vial, fifth seal, fifth trump. Don't you dare think. Always remember all God's prophecies will occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings for us before they become fulfilled and permanent. It's happening right now. The times, the parable of the fig tree, 1948, it's all lining up to the letter as it's written. Then shall, then shall two in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Why? Where are you going, one? One's going to, one's going to the false. You wait, you wait, endure to the end, as it says in verse 13. You wait. The first comes first. Antichrist comes first and takes the first ones. Endure to the end, verse 13. He just said it a couple verses ago. So many people say, oh, I'm out of here. There's my Lord. No. You won't see the Lord Jesus Christ with your flesh eyes. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of earth. Okay, our kingdom of heaven. And shall be two in the field, the one shall be taken one another. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken and the other left. One's taken by Antichrist, the other one has the patience to keep grinding away, working the truth. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord doth come. As long as you're in the flesh, you know Christ hasn't come yet. 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in in the in what watch the thief would come. That's what time. They had the third watch. First watch, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Second watch, 9 till noon. Third watch, noon till 3. Fourth watch, 3 till 6. Okay, those were the watches of the... That's what watch means. He would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Don't let your house get ambushed by the ways and things of the world. Don't let your house get ambushed by Satan and all this deception. The first warning in the Bible, do not be deceived. Don't let that ambush your house. Don't let it break up your house. All the division from the kitchen table, the divorce rates to the world stage. Don't let your house be broken up. Watch. He gives us all the signs. Therefore be you also ready. For in such hour as you think, not the Son of Man cometh. We know the signs. But we don't know the exact hour. We know the signs. Know the signs. Who then is faithful and wise servant? Listen up. Christ is going to tell, you, tell us something. Listen. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Servant, Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? There's your answer. Meat is the meat of truth. Not just a drink of milk. Like in Hebrews chapter 5. Give them meat. The milk is the salvation message. Some people get that and they never get past it. Some churches get that and they never get past it. Get into the meat of the word. The Bible is meant to understand every single word. It's God's saving truth. He has a message being conveyed to you because he loves you. Your father loves you. He wants you to understand this one simple book. Shut the TV off. Unglue your face from those screens and read what God has to say to you. 
give that's your meat that's what will nourish you blessed is the servant whom his lord when he cometh shall find him doing so that's right having the truth in you helping people christ just listed what you better be doing and better not be doing so be careful when he cometh what are you supposed to be doing 47 truly i say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods it's the Lord, make him a servant over the Lord's in the millennium period. What that means is it becomes a priestly kingdom. We get, we get nothing because we have everything when we get to the millennium period, when we get to the heaven side. We don't need anything. He supplies everything. There is no possessiveness. There is no personal gain. There is no personal gratification. It's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. We love each other. We've come to an understanding of each other. In this age, we have to consider. You, you forgive and you consider human frailty. And consider yourself. Who do you think you are? Okay, 48. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, like mockers do. Remember, the power of the mocker always lies within accusation, never fact. And he shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. Remember verse 38, like the days of Noah. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and an hour when he's not aware and shall cut him off asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Christ is going to judge away on what you're doing right away. Matthew 7, 23. If you're not doing the right thing, if you're not thinking the right thing, if it's not in your heart, your thoughts and intents, Say, depart from me. I never knew you that worked iniquity. Can you imagine hearing those words when you come up to the Lord? That would be weeping and gnashing of teeth, mortification of the soul. Remember John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. You abide in me. You don't go out there and party in the ways and things of the world and participate in debauchery and all the prisons that I listed earlier, the ways and things of the world. Do not conform to the ways and things of the world. As it's written, conform to God. That's how you abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. He will abide in you. Anyone who abide not in me is cast forth, cut off, withered, then gathered by the angels and thrown into the fire and burned. And what burns you? You're burning up inside because you thought you were right. Your egotism, your self-pride, your jealousies, your covetousness burns you up inside. Until you can let go of those things, you can't come over and hang in the heaven side. Hey, you guys can wear yourselves out on the wrong side. We pray for you. All those things that you're carrying have no value. Well, that took a while. That was Matthew chapter 24. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly enjoyed bringing it to you. Come on out and join the Companion Chapel community. Come on out and help me here. You're helping a, a registered nonprofit church, the Companion Chapel, right here, number 338, side door 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. The postal code here is N0G2NO. The phone number here is 519-706-8876. You can contact me on my Gmail. That's companionchapel at gmail.com. Go to the website. Please help support this podcast. Help support this ministry. You're not supporting me. I've given up the ways and things of the world, obviously. Come on out and check it out. I literally have nothing. I live in an abandoned house. There's not even a door here. So if you want to come in, there's nothing to knock on. And I've been here for almost a year. And I've been doing a podcast today because I love you. Because that's what's in my heart. I could care less about personal gain. But the church needs money to 
to help spread the word of truth throughout the world. We need church administration. We need marketing. Whatever your God-given gift is, give it up for God and be somebody in the many-membered body of Christ. You can stay here in a trailer. You can put a mobile home here. I'm even trying to sever off some lots here. Do whatever you want to add to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. While we're here in the flesh age, he has something for us to do. Like I said, be part of the many-member body of Christ. Be somebody. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself the greatest day, and bye for now.